Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2 just dropped on Netflix and destroyed Netflix. Uh, apparently this has been the biggest, most streamed thing on Netflix. It crashed the Netflix servers when it was released. Uh, it is the what I thought was going to be the finale of the series itself. Turns out there is going to be a season five. Uh, who knows how long it's going to be, how long that wait is going to be. It was a few years uh, in between season three and season four. Obviously, part of that delay was due to, of course, the pandemic. Uh, we all know a lot of shows kind of had that break in between uh, during the pandemic while things were a little bit crazy. And leading up this season, I, I talked about it in a previous episode, uh, part one. I did a separate review of part one of season four of Stranger Things. And I was a little lukewarm on the season as a whole. It definitely ramped up towards the end of part one, uh, where you kind of find out where some of the pieces start to, to come together. Uh, we have the the evil villain, the first bad guy of the series, uh, Invecna. We get his kind of origin story. Uh, in part one, we get a lot of the, the prequel-esque nature of what Eleven went through while at the Hawkins Laboratory, uh, while she's going through these like simulations to try and get her powers back. Um, and then all of the characters are split into multiple groups. You had... The storyline that was in Russia, Hop was alive, and uh, Joyce, and uh, the crazy conspiracy guy whose name is, uh, I'm blanking on his name, um, no, 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 Brett, here we go, Murray. So the Russian storyline, the, the Russia kind of... Uh, story and characters you got Joyce you got Murray you got Hop who's in a Russian prison uh, trying to break out Joyce is going with Murray to go assist in him getting back which I felt pretty like it's pretty unnecessary the whole Russia storyline obviously for those that are watching this that may be concerned I am going to spoil things because I do want to talk about this show. I want to talk about the final two episodes, which is crazy how the runtime of both of those episodes. I mean, all the episodes were l very long. They're all like an hour plus. The finale was two, I think, two and a half hours, which is ridiculous. Um, definitely feels like a lot of stuff could have been cut out. But I do feel in the end it was justified. I think the the finale of this show was like... I like. On, on one level, thinking at the time that this was going to be the final season, I, I was like, whoa, how, this, is this is like amazing way. This is like the best finale of a show. Uh, and then to find out, because it does leave things open at the end, I looked to, to see, it's like, is this the finale? And that's when I found out that there's going to be a season five. So not only could it have been an epic end to this show, but uh, having it stay open in the way it does makes me excited for the last season. Um, one of the things that like kind of hurts this show, 
is that it feels like it takes a long time for the rubber to hit the road. Like it's spinning its wheels for a lot of these early th- episodes before it finally gets to what's going on. And it feels like there's a lot of stuff that could have been cut out. Like the Russia stuff, okay, we want to keep Hop around. We w- don't want him to die. Obviously, at the end of this season, the when everybody kind of, there's the 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 entire cast of the show is back together when they're going to fix up Hop's cabin. And, and you know, they all kind of come back together as one instead of all these separate storylines. Definitely got emotional. I'm definitely glad Hop is back. But it really felt disjointed from everything. Like, even the fact that there's, like, okay, so so there's uh, apparently a a gate to the Upside Down in Russia also. But, like, it just feels like they needed a way to keep Hop around because he's a popular character. And it just doesn't feel connected in a lot of ways doesn't feel connected to the rest of the show but in the end i'm still glad they did it because i did enjoy hop i enjoy the the hop and joyce uh love you know the the kind of ongoing uh kind of tension as it were this kind of romantic tension uh that that's between them that's never been resolved because you know joyce at one time was going out with somebody else and then they you know they had a date it's never really matched up but it's like they're one of the, they're one of the couples in this show where it's it, it on some level there was some conclusion to that or at least some like it, it felt good it felt good to see them finally come together despite the fact that the whole russia thing was it just like it, it felt so just added on extra the most boring accent point aspect of season four was l being in this kind her learning her her abilities again in these simulations and part of that is to also introduce the vecna character kind of like as a surprise but it feels it felt so boring like all that stuff felt so boring and repetitive and unnecessary like so much of that could have been an episode same thing with the russia stuff could have been an episode or two to set that up instead of having that be such a big part of the season as a whole. The road trip aspect of the the storyline of the road trip where, you know, the Cali dudes are on this road trip to go find L to go rescue L. I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, the Argyle, the stoner guy, a little bit over the top, a little bit cartoonish. I do love that character, though, because he is... Like, at no point does he question what they're doing. It doesn't matter how insane the the reality of this situation is. Like, he is always down. And he's like, I don't know, he's like a positive character. He even makes pizza for the crew when Elle is about to do her mind fight thing. Which I appreciated that. I appreciated that character despite him being a very cartoonish, very stereotypical stoner type of a character. Um, so I kind of enjoyed that, those characters, that storyline of their road trip, even though the reality of, of them having gas money to do all of this driving that they're doing is a bit suspicious. Uh, but at least it, it allows us to go see, uh, 
what's his face's uh girlfriend we get to see uh dustin's girlfriend in in utah and you get to see her family uh that's mostly in part one but i enjoyed that but by far my favorite aspect of this this season my favorite aspect of the show is when kids are in hawking doing their investigating and doing their stuff by far the best aspect of this show this season are the kids that are still in hawking that are trying to do their thing to try and discover what's going on and even they kind of split up and and go into different groups at times but they that's like the the heart and soul of this entire show are the kids in hawking so Anytime that they're outside of it, anytime people are separated from it, which it seems like in a lot of seasons, Elle is separated from these people. And, and it's the best parts is when she's interacting with them. But I truly enjoyed the kids, that group. Anytime it was showing them back in Hawking, I was like, I was all down. When they're preparing for this battle, they have this, this great plan to attack Vecna when he's like to use Max as bait. And for this plan that they're going to have. Meanwhile, they have the this conservative kid with a gun. Like, the real villain in this show is that kid who's trying to murder these kids because they think they're part of a, a demon cult. Disgusting. Especially since that is so realistic of the time we're living in today where extremist Christians are worship guns more than anything pretend to worship life but are really making this world a living hell almost daily with their minority review views of things and the supreme court kind of doing their bidding uh it, it's just having that represented in that kid that's that's trying to track everybody down and kill them because he thinks that they killed his girlfriend is it's like such a bummer but even that character has his comeuppance which i appreciate at the end he has that fight with caleb with uh lucas which i think caleb mclaughlin great actor his character had it had an interesting arc did not like him at the beginning but again in that in that final episode you see like how he regrets ever even trying to be part of that group trying to be part of the jocks so great so great so even though it was a two and a half hour finale it did so much it was so epic the the constant like victory and fail and victory it's like you think they won it but then they didn't they th you think they won it then they didn't and it, uh, ultimately ends up as a major fail the town gets destroyed and now a quick word from our sponsor now you can wear the many faces original art by ray taylor select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings all products made with high quality materials made right here in the usa go to inspiredisorder.com tmf merch to browse the entire collection and save yourself an extra 10 percent when you check out by using coupon code R-T-S-T-M-F. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code R-T-S-T-M-F. And now, back to our show. It, it was like epic. Like there's so, like emotionally, I was so up and down. You're seeing beloved characters, like even characters like, uh, what was his name? Eddie, Eddie Munson. 
I don't buy that that character would exist. It, like with that kind of energy, like that outgoing, that positive, that kind of cartoonish, but also be this degenerate guy who runs a school club devoted to D&D, but then is also into like heavy metal. Like it, it, he feels like a, a culmination of a lot of different types of outsiders that would exist in high school, all wrapped into one. And I don't think it works. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't believe that he seems like he, like he acts like he is more of like a theater geek, right? Like he, he's so expressive and so cartoonish. He feels like if that character had been written that he is the, you know, runs the D&D, but he's also the head of theater and he has a passion for like theater and, you know, maybe not the doesn't really feel like a heavy metal guy doesn't really feel like he's somebody that's been held back for years necessarily. I, I, I don't know. It just the type of character that he is. I didn't buy it, but I did enjoy him as a character. And when things happened to him, it, it definitely hit me. His bond with just uh, with Dustin was great. I love all that. So, like, there's aspects of it. But that crew, that when they're in Hawking, is by far the best aspect of this show. And in the penultimate episode, where L kind of breaks out of that thing, there's an epic L versus helicopter scene, which is um, an, um, one of um, many amazing scenes in, the, in this show in the final episodes super epic but having her back in a group of kids so much better i absolutely hate i absolutely hate l's speech pattern in this entire season it's as if she has not learned how to speak normally whatsoever I know this is supposed to be taking place like eight months after the events, but it doesn't seem like she was unable to speak as poorly in previous seasons. Like, I understand, like, it's she's been in this thing, but she's like, even when she was in the Hawkins laboratory, she was communicating with people. It's not like she had never spoken until she got broken out of the laboratory. It, it's just, it's mind-blowing, this choice. And how, like, especially the beginning of season four, when she's writing the note to Will, not to Will, when she's writing the note to, uh, God, I wish I had written down all these names, Mike. And she's kind of, like, narrating this letter that she's writing to Mike. It is so bad. It is so bad. And it's not just the narration. It is any time she speaks... It's like she's speaking like she's she's just learned the not it, it's mind blowing. So painful. It's not as bad necessarily when she's actually acting with the other kids. It seems like she has a little bit more like just ability to communicate, but then there's times where it's like it's so robotic. It's so bad. Probably the worst aspect of the... Like, I do not know what, what Miley Bobby Brown is doing in this show with that accent, with that speech pattern. Like, I get 
that she's supposed to be like behind or whatever she's still learning but it's like she she's had time like if she had just kind of abandoned that aside from a few things here and there like maybe not use conjunctions but everything else is pretty pretty normal speech patterns would be way better than this robotic like just feels like so over the top with her trying to not speak with a fluid accent it is just painful to listen to also the scenes in this show in these final episodes where the kids go to a sports supply store and just are buying guns like i know that currently in the world in america that that's still a reality where kids can just go in and buy guns but like the reality of life is that we're not being attacked by supernatural beings like kids are buying guns so that they can kill their classmates like it's it's just like amplifies it to see it in a show where kids are just effort not only the kids that are on the, the the right side, the good guys that are getting guns, quote-unquote, right? Who, they're trying to get guns because they're going to go, they have this plan to kill Vecna, but also seeing the jocks in there that are literally buying guns so they can kill their classmates. That's like part of this show is these conservative kids who think that, that kids have been possessed by the devil because of their D&D, right? Their s- s- satanic panic type of a thing. Their D&D club is really a Satanist club. And they need to get guns so they can kill their classmates. Because they think that they're responsible for his girlfriend's death or whatever. It's painful. It's painful that that's a reality. Not only in the 80s, but currently today. I mean, they weren't buying ar-15s like they can but still seeing a kid go into a child go into a sports supply store and buying a shotgun or a handgun for a child to be able to purchase a tool that is specifically designed to end life because they're angry is insanity and it was painful to see that illustrated in this show Regardless, whatever. Uh, it's awesome when the, the, the Hawkins crew, they steal that, steal, steal that RV. Kind of unbelievable that like the people who lost their home and their RV wouldn't be able to just call the cops. And then like in this small town, they wouldn't be able to easily find this RV that's driving around with a bunch of kids in it. I mean, I know the the police are pretty useless in real life and seemingly just as useless in the show, but come on. I mean, somebody stole a an RV You're full of kids in a small town. It's got to be easy to track it down. It's got to be like the fact that they're able to get away with it could have easily been written in the script where they like, almost get pulled over and they have to do some shenanigans to to get out of it or something like that i don't know that just that's whatever 
Uh, also, aside from uh, the stolen RV not being able to track down, when they realize that they need to get make another sensory deprivation tank thing for L to do her mind fight, right? Which I buy the the mind fight aspect. She's gonna piggyback, go into the mind of Max so she can you know fight against. I love it. Don't don't necessarily understand it, but it's okay. I don't really care. They put enough out there for me to be like, okay, I'm in. I get it. Sure, she can do that. What I don't get is that a pizza shop would have multiple giant bags of salt. I've worked in pizza kitchens. There is no reason for a pizza kitchen to have, like, I have never used salt at a pizza kitchen. You don't add salt to anything when you're when you make pizzas there is zero use for you don't put salt on the pizza you don't the dough is already made you're not i mean if you're adding salt you're adding a little bit of salt to the dough you don't need gigantic bags of salt whereas in the first season of stranger things it made sense when they had the giant bags of the rock salt because you know rock salt is gen- generally i mean to de-ice roads you're gonna have a lot of bags of rock salt but to then go to a pizza shop and they i mean i find with them using the cooler as the thing and filling that with okay that's fine like i know people that use those types of coolers for ice baths so I buy it that they that would be used as a but I don't buy that a pizza shop would have giant bags of salt at all. But whatever. If whatever. It was a fun scene. Another stereotypical stoner. Whatever. I'm glad that they didn't make the stoners evil. Right? I guess they're jolly stoners, just cartoonish stoners. Fine. But I don't buy that they would have giant bags of salt. Uh, The fact that they... So the Russia story, they have to break back in, right? They they understand they're not going to make it back in time, right? Not that they... Where are they going to go? Are they going to go all the way back to Hawkins from Russia? They're not going to... The travel time, they're never going to make it, let alone the helicopter that may not even make it to America to begin with. So they, the idea is that there must be a gate in Russia that they can go. Like they understand the hive mind thing for some reason. And they're like, okay, we got to go break into this prison because that must be where this gate is. They never actually find the gate, but there is an epic battle that Hop has with one of the Demogorgons, Right. Uh, epic like there's a sword for some reason i don't know where this sword came from you know they have a flamethrower they got a assault rifle but there's just some random sword which don't know how it showed up but made for an epic an epic scene an epic scene where they they're they mash up the the this song this kate bush song which didn't recognize, obviously, is everywhere now. Didn't recognize it when I heard it the first time, but it's been become so ubiquitous amongst everything, TikTok, all kinds of stuff. It's just stuck in my head. I didn't even know that the song that was stuck in my head was from the beginning, part one of season four. But having that Kate Bush song mixed with the Stranger Things theme music, I thought was epic. 
and the the scene where Hop slow motion chops chops the arm off of the Demogorgon. Loved it. Great scene. Despite it like despite the whole Russia storyline being stupid, unnecessarily felt tacked on. The fact that there's a sword there for no reason. Whatever. Maybe they brought the sword. I'm sure somebody in the comments will be like, well, when they had the thing, they brought the sword with them. Okay, maybe, whatever. I didn't see that. I just, it, it felt pretty like, okay, we need a sword. Uh, here's a sword. Sure. Like, and like, a, not, like, not even a plain type of sword, like a, like a barbarian type sword. Like a Game of Thrones type of sword just happens to be very, like, gaudy, stylish, well-designed sword. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspired Disorder Plus so sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. But it made for an epic, I mean, that and the, the, that scene, it's also cutting back to the kids attacking Va Vecna while he's like in his mindless state in the attic and they're throwing Molotov cocktails at him. Amazing epic scene. Like an amazing epic scene that you think is like, yes, because there's been like times where everybody was like all tied up and it's like, oh, they're going to fail. They're going to fail. And then L gets out and everybody else gets out and they're able to do the thing. And it's like, oh, they succeeded. But then, no, they didn't succeed because Max died. And then for whatever reason, L was able to bring her back like that kind of like fail succeed fail succeed was like like twist 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 they win they lose they win they lose what's happening and it's kind of like almost like they had it both ways like they clearly lost the town's destroyed most of the town's destroyed there is a growing the gateway to hell as the news put it in the show the gateway to hell is just like gigantic and opened up in hawkings vecna's still alive he's hurt will can sense it now that he's there his spider tingly senses are there max in a coma possibly she's somehow was able to be brought back to life by l but when Elle went to go jump into her mind when she's in the hospital, she wasn't there to be found. So my guess is that Max or yeah, Max is going to be a host for Vecna. 
Like she's going to be possessed similar to season three. Was it season three where it's kind of like invasion of the body snatchers type of, type of thing? Like I think that might be what happens. Like she's going to wake up, but it's not really going to be her. There's going to be something off about Max. So I don't know. And maybe like they finally read her letters that she handed out. Like they're going to find out. Uh oh, something's wrong with Max. Everybody's gonna, somebody's going to open a letter, and it's, there's going to be clues in these letters that'll be like, like she's sharing secrets with them that the host version of her won't know. And that's how they're going to find out. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, but there's definitely something up with Max. Will is probably going to be a major aspect of season five now that he can feel like he's still like infected by attached to has the feelings of what's happening with Vecna. So he may be, it may be a situation where members of the crew are going to be possessed by Vecna. The funniest line in this entire show, like there's some comedy, which I appreciate the comedy that's kind of slipped in because there's intense moments, but there's some comedy and one of my favorite lines is when L is in Sam's good memory and or not Sam in Max's good memory. And she's like, Max is asking if L is like real. Like, are you really here? Like, cause she's in a memory within a memory or whatever. And L's like, I piggybacked from a pizza dough freezer. Like, how did you get here? I piggybacked from, which doesn't make any sense. It barely makes sense when, she was explaining it to the other people and it's like okay i get okay whatever but definitely doesn't make like completely out of context it's just gibberish but it was hilarious it literally made me laugh out loud the guitar solo that eddie does was great in order to distract him and dustin in the upside down part of the plan they're going to be this distraction great loved it sad to see him go emotional scene super emotional scene seeing even past that when uh dustin is at that place you know helping out with people that have you know lost their homes and stuff volunteering he runs into eddie's dad and he has this thing where it's like eddie is like considered to be the one responsible because the narrative in Hawking in the news is that this kid, Eddie, was part of the satanic cult, which was actually the D&D club, and the satanic cult opened up a gateway to hell. So they are blaming Eddie as the leader of this D&D club, as the one who opened up this gate to hell. Meanwhile, he is the hero, which Dustin tells his dad. is a, It's a very emotional moment, very interesting kind of situation. But I love that. I mean, throughout this entire show, lovable characters have been killed. Was it Pam from season one? Like People die in this show. I mean, Max might be dead. She technically did die. And just even seeing her like limbs get like, you know, twisted and like she's on the verge of death. Emotional. So emotional. All this stuff. When everybody's kind of failing, when Vecna seems to have gotten the upper hand and everybody's wrapped up in those coils, 
whether they're wrapped up in this Vecna world or they're wrapped up in the upside down, like it seemingly have failed for the, one of the many times it it kind of went back and forth. It was like, oh no, what is going? What? How are they going to get out of this? And they do, obviously, kind of. They they don't, in a way, because Vecna kind of he's hurt. You know, he ended up getting that last kill, even though she was kind of brought back. But it was enough for him to split open this hole. I don't know. I really enjoyed the uh, the episode. Let me see if there's anything that I missed here. Um, yeah. And even the end <clears throat> at Hop's cabin, you know, like you f I loved that they all finally got to meet back up. You know, the, the California crew, the road trip crew, they show up back. The parents are back from Russia from the encyclopedia conference. You know, Hop is alive. I love that. We're, what's going to happen? Where are they going to be? Season five, are they all going to be in Hawkins still? Like, there's no reason for all of them to still be in Hawkins. The gateway to hell has been opened in Hawkins. Nobody should be living there. It's really going to be interesting to see what they do with season five. Uh, I, I hope it's good. I, I hope there's no more of the Hawkins Laboratory stuff. Did not like it. The Russia stuff, did not like it. Although, if there is a gateway in Russia, that might be part of it because it's opened up in Hawkins and apparently the only other gate is in Russia, which doesn't make any sense. They may. I wouldn't be surprised if that just gets written out completely because that whole Russia thing felt like it was just a way for them to keep hop around in the show. But I love it. By the end, all of my criticisms of season four were overshadowed by how epic this end was. The finale, I didn't care. Definitely surprised. I was up late last night finishing the season, finishing the finale. But it was so it was so good. So good. Like this show, it reminded me this season, I compared it to season two. This one reminded me like season three, where season three really ramps up at the end. Really, and it has the different storylines going on, but really ramps up to a, probably, I would say this is the most satisfying end to a season. Despite the fact that they technically failed, they didn't fail as horribly as they could have, right? They failed, like the margin of error was so small with their failing. So I, I'm excited to see. And also, Nancy Wheeler... She's a badass in every single season. I love that character. Her love triangle. I don't know. I, I, I don't really care like whether she stays with uh, the one brother. Whether she goes with Steve Harrington or she goes with the buyer's kid. What's his name? Who's the stoner now? Of course, it's not going to be right there. Uh, Jonathan. So whether she goes with Steve or Jonathan, 
you know, it doesn't seem like her relationship with Jonathan never really felt like there were definitely definitely aspects of it in the previous seasons where it made sense. But it makes the most sense for her to be with Harrington. He has had probably the the biggest arc change, character change. Uh, whereas the other guy just seems, I mean, he became a stoner or whatever, but he just seems like there's not as much there. Like it, they had their time and their place and their t- their moment, but it doesn't seem like their connection is as strong as hers with, with him. Or maybe there's going to be a third guy. Maybe they both get left out. I don't know. I really enjoyed season four. Part two really changed my opinion completely on everything. I absolutely loved it. I hope season five doesn't take as long to get warmed up and going. I kind of hope they're not super long episodes, but I'm sure they're going to be. Uh, But the part two of season four really changed my mind and my opinion, and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was epic. I thought it was epic. So epic. And uh, super excited to see what happens in three years or whatever, whenever the next, the final season comes. So anyway, Stranger Things, obviously everybody's seen it. Who cares? So definitely go watch it again, maybe. Stranger Things, season four, part two on Netflix now. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.